If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this show, Noel, is a show that we've put together with the idea that we sit down here and do absolutely nothing other than give you incredible ideas on how to get rich with a topic of our choosing every week. And then what do we do, Noel? We do nothing. Right. You, the listening audience, do everything. You take our ideas. You make them reality. You make millions, if not billions, of dollars off them. And you give us 10%. You tithe us. That's the deal. That's right. That's right. It's a new season. It's still the deal. That's right. Happy new season, Josh. Yeah. Oh, happy new season. That's right. And, you know, it's a new season in America as well. <laughs> um, you know, and while on a, uh, you know, it may be a, a shitty end of the stick for a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are looking to get rich quickly. That's right. It's like Christmas it, for you. Yeah. By, uh, you know. Let's say the end of 2017, yeah. there will be no regulations in place, yeah. and uh, you will be able to do whatever you want <laughs> with whatever you want yep. to uh, anyone you want, apparently, uh, yeah. and uh, make money off of it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's the golden age, the salad right. haze for us. <laughs> for the get-rich-quickers yeah. of the world. Get so, on now while there's still room. That's right. So you know, if you've been sitting on your ass not actioning any of these ideas because you're like, oh, that might be illegal. Or, oh, man, I would pollute things. Or, oh, I might kill off a lot of people yeah. or uh, my, wildlife. Or my, my morals right. say no. Yeah. Don't worry about that anymore, Not guys. anymore. Not anymore. You'll yep. be allowed to do it, and that's all that matters. Pull the rich cord. Yeah. <laughs> Pull <laughs> the rich cord. Um, How are you today, Noel? How's uh, your week been? It's been, you know... Uh, we pre-record, so this yeah. is about a week and a half uh, before you read this, very recent after the election. It's been a little rough this week, I gotta say. Yeah, we, we are just so, because I didn't understand what you just said there, because you made no sense. I think you <laughs> muffled some words, but what Noel was saying is, as many of you may know, we do pre-record, and uh, so while you are listening to this, not reading it, um, it is well after the election, but while we are recording it, it is two days post-election. That's right. So for us New York liberals, yeah, it's a little bit of a shell shock situation still. That's right. But time to get our wackadoo That's on. That's right. Um, so Noel, I was thinking about a story that uh, I used to tell all the time. Okay. It was my first apartment in New York City. Um, it was in an old tenement building down on the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I paid $600 a month for it. It was on the top floor. Uh, it was full of junkies uh, and uh, at least one uh, uh, domestic abuser who happened to live next door to me. Okay. Um, and cockroaches. All right. It was filled 
with cockroaches. Yeah. And the way it would work there, it would literally be, I would get up to my apartment, I, it was a railroad flat, I would open the door, I would reach in and turn the light on first, and I would watch the cockroaches scurry away from my floor. I would never walk in before turning on the light. Then I would go to the bathroom and I'd turn the light on in the bathroom, and I would watch <coughs> my tub and my sink just watch armies of cockroaches slide back down into the pipes um, and and empty things out. <clears throat> I had a a, a a mattress on the floor, oh. and I actually woke up in the middle of the night, and I would sleep with my light on, and I woke up in the middle of the night with a cockroach in my ear. Oh. I did like I felt something, and I'm digging in my ear, and I flick something out, and something lands on, and whatever it was landed on my arm, and I looked, and it was a little cockroach, and it scurried away, and I freaked out. Sure. That was when I started uh, sleeping with the light on. <clears throat> but so I was bartending at the time, and uh, I came home at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I walked into the foyer of the building, and there were like three garbage pails there. And <clears throat> in one of them, I see it shaking, and I hear a rattling, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And I go, ugh, and it stops rattling, and I'm like, oh, this is not cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I don't know what this is. This is a very, I think this is a thing that other people do. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm the only one who's ever done this, but I, instead of just pretending like it didn't exist and going upstairs, I walked up to the garbage can, knowing full well what was going to happen, sure. and kicked the garbage can doesn't do anything yeah and up out of the top of the garbage can pops the head of this big rat yeah and we stare at each other and i run screaming upstairs like a like uh-huh. like, like a child did you see a truth when you <laughs> looked in its eyes <laughs> i did not see <laughs> we did not look in each other's long eyes long enough okay um i get upstairs right in this building what people would do would they would take their garbage and quite often because it was you know like you know single people single guys or women whatever their garbage was just like, you know, grocery bags, the little plastic grocery bags that they would then tie to the, uh, to get it out of their house, they would tie it to the uh, banister of the stairwell. And so I came home the next day and I go up to the second floor and there's several of these bags tied to the stairwell and the bags are rustling. Oh no. And I look and boom, there comes that head again. And I scream and I run upstairs for five nights straight. Every Night. This is no joke. Uh-huh. For every night I would go, the next floor up, this rat was in one of those bags. Uh-huh. So night three, third floor. Night four, fourth floor. Night five, fifth floor. Night six, yeah. I'm freaking out yeah, because now he's on, on the fifth floor. floor. That's my floor, right? And I come home, and I had a garbage pail in it was just an open plastic garbage pail in my kitchen, right? <clears throat> and I walk into my kitchen, which I can't avoid because it's the first room you walk into in mm-hmm. my flat, and the garbage pail is rocking. And I had a baseball bat next to my door because when I first moved in there, some junkies broke into my apartment and tried to steal all my tools yeah. that I was using to fix the place up. So I kept a baseball bat there for, I don't know why. I would not no, have I get a it. person that would hit someone. Yeah. But it made me feel safe. I grabbed the baseball bat, and I went for like five minutes just 
beating the hell out of this garbage pan can, <laughs> screaming, screaming, screaming. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I don't know what my neighbors thought. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm like, uh, 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 and the garbage p- pail is trashed. And I'm staring at the garbage pail and I'm panting. Yeah. And I'm red faced, I'm sure. And I'm sure my eyes are bloodshot. And the rat just comes out and looks at me <laughs> and runs around the garbage pail and runs underneath my sink. Yeah. And I take the baseball bat and I run after it and I fling the double doors underneath my sink open. And there is a section of the wall underneath the sink, which I never noticed that is gone. Uh-huh. And so this rat has basically access into the walls and the pipe system yeah. through my through my kitchen cabinet. Next day, I go out and I buy all the rat poison I can buy, and I just lay it out there, right? Um, <clears throat> I come home that night, and he's eaten it all. <laughs> just a snack. Just eaten it all. Uh-huh. Next day, I get the smell. Yeah. Right? Sure. I've and I'm that. like, oh, something's dead. Yeah. Something's dead. I got to... He's somewhere. And I'm looking around the house because I didn't think to like close things off. You know what I mean? I didn't know that there's this whole process that you do so the thing doesn't just climb in your wall and die and live there for a week smelling up the place, (laughs) right? Um, But I can't pinpoint the smell at all. It's loose. So the next day, smell's gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe that wasn't the rat. Yeah. And so now I'm freaking out. I'm like, you know... Week passes by, two weeks pass by, haven't seen the rat. It's sort of started to fade from my memory. I'm just like, it's gone. It must have gone down to another floor and died or something like that. Fast forward six, seven months later, I'm leaving the apartment, Uh right? Um, One of the things that, as you know, what you have to do to get your deposit back is you have to clean up, right? I had uh, uh, the tub in my bathroom was a shitty old above-ground sort of claw-foot, I say in air quotes, tub yeah. with just enough room to sort of get a broom underneath, which I never cleaned under oh, that Of course, thing, yeah. Right? I uh, uh, was sweeping up and cleaning up, and I took the broom, and I shoved it under the claw-foot tub, and I did a big swipe, and this poof of something comes up, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, that's like hair. Yeah. And it's gray. And it's about, you know, whatever, half an inch long, maybe. And I'm like, what is that? And I jam my, my broom under there again. And I swipe again, and there's a rattle. And then some white bones come shooting out from underneath, uh-huh. along with some more hair. Yeah. And a couple more swipes. The rest of the bones come out, along with the skull. Yeah. And some more hair. And I realize that this is the rat that I had killed months earlier. Yeah. And what I realized had happened mm-hmm. is that rat mm-hmm. went into my bathroom, yep. crawled under the tub, died, and within a day, yeah. the cockroaches <laughs> picked that rat clean yep. and <laughs> lived large. I don't know if it killed the cockroaches, that poison. I, you know, they can survive anything, yeah. so I'm guessing that it didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my story. That's my story. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I could make the correlation that that rat is America Uh and those cockroaches are Donald Trump and his people. (laughs) I could make that, but I'm not gonna, but, but, but our, uh, it slides right into our topic today. It does. Because our topic, Noel, is... It's insects. How to get rich with them. How to 
<clears throat> exploit them for your financial gain <laughs> and how to become fabulously wealthy from the fabulously filthy. Fabulously. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, do you want to start, Nora, or do you want me to start? I will get into it right away. All right. Go for it, Daddy-O. Okay. So I'm sure we all understand that at the Museum of Natural History, they have a butterfly conservatory. Yes. Uh, it's hugely popular. It's been there for a long time. It's sold out constantly. Uh, and what it is, is it basically has, like, some butterfly facts in there. But really what it is, it's it's a... Big area where butterflies fly around and they'll land on you, mm-hmm. and there's butterflies flying around and landing on you, right? They have that in the Museum of Natural History in New York? Yeah. I did not know that, actually. I didn't know that they had live butterflies flying around in there. Yeah, and they uh, they had another one in Chicago, too, before. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's the same one that travels around. It may be, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's $22 a person to get Whoa. in. Constantly packed, like sold out packed, got to right. wait to get in packed. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> So I was like, oh, that's great. And I started looking into things like that. And I found a butterflyrelease.com. And what this is, is a company that mails you packs of butterflies to release at like kids' parties and weddings and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's expensive. Uh, basically, uh, a lot of what it is, it's like kind of like a pretty little heart shaped hat box or something like that uh, that has a bow on it. And so this one I saw in particular was a, a hat box with a bow, 24 butterflies inside, and it was $135. Whoa. And then they also have individually wrapped butterflies that would be, like, wrapped in a little triangular envelope mm-hmm. that would say, like, you know, congratulations, Josh <laughs> and Deb, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and 24 individually wrapped butterflies, $200. Wow. So I'm like, all right, we're on to something. So I looked up how do you attract them, and I found uh, things that butterfly enthusiasts use to catch butterflies. Mm-hmm. So to attract butterflies, they'll put out horse manure, and often they'll mix this together. Mm-hmm. Horse manure, uh, shito, which is uh, fish paste from Ghana, mm-hmm. uh, rancid pickled <laughs> mudfish, uh-huh. fox scat, uh-huh. uh some sauce called like big cock shrimp paste. Oh yeah, I know big cock shrimp paste. Oh, do you? I uh, mean, not in a dirty way. Okay, yeah. But in a, it's an actual brand. Big okay. cock is a big uh, uh, Southeast Asian brand. Yeah, and uh, Thai boy shrimp paste. Mm. And butterflies love it, especially <laughs> big, if you mix big it all cock together. And Thai boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recipe for arrest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, foxcat, maybe not the easiest thing to get on this side of the pond, but I'm sure you can substitute it with, you know. They're fox all over the place. My friend in Jersey has has recordings of what the fox says. After that after that song came out, uh-huh. he would was posting stuff on Facebook all the time because there were fox in his neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then maybe you can get some foxcat. Fox are all over, man. Easy. Uh, so, great. So you can go out, you can capture these butterflies, you can... Put them in little envelopes and sell them for absurd amounts of money. Uh, that's great, but how do you get even more money? So uh, we got to hit other markets. So I figured, mm-hmm. you know, you could make a uh, a prank box like this right. that you send to like your high school or something. And it's full of crickets, <laughs> and those crickets get out. And uh-huh. They're chirping in the walls forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you you could make a uh, a cockroach version that you send to someone you don't like, and it's just full of cockroaches. Uh-huh. Um, but those are good, 
but I fig I found something that's the best. Okay. Okay. So uh you get a box and in it you put army ants with no other class of ant in there, right? So you know how ants all divide into different like what they do. Right. So only put army ants in this box. Mm-hmm. And when army ants are out, they will blindly follow another type of ant that's laying down their pheromone trail. Any type of ant. No, well, you know, like the I don't know what all the different ants are called, the scout ant or whatever. Right. Right? Oh, oh, I see what you're right? saying. Right. So okay. there's another yeah, yeah, yeah. there's another class of ant right. that goes out that, with the army ants. Right. I got you. And they okay. tell the army ants where to where go. Where to go. Gotcha. Um if they get separated from this other ant and it's only army ants left, then the army ants will just start following each other. And what they end up doing is going in a giant circle, just following each other. Bigger the circle, the more the ants. And they will just sit in this circle, going around and around in a circle until they die of exhaustion. Really? Yep. It's called an ant mill. I like to call it Josh working out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what you got to do is you got to get a bunch of these army ants and you got to put them in a box mm-hmm. uh, and you make that box look real satanic looking, right? <laughs> make it look like it's made of human flesh. Like uh-huh. the, what's the book from Evil Dead? Yeah, the, the Necronomicon. Yeah, exactly. So make it look like that or something. Uh-huh. And they open it up. There's a curse on the box. That you know you can make anything up, uh-huh. or I, I would make anything up. Maybe uh, some of our other listeners, uh, you know, the what, what was it called, the Tahuti Lodge? From yes, our, yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> they they follow us on on uh, uh-huh. on Twitter, by the way, uh, the, which is a Alistair Crowley's cult. They uh, have a branch in New York that we discussed in our. Right. Cult episode. Do they really follow us on Twitter? I think so, yeah. You handle that, so I don't ever... Wa- See, that's hysterical. I wonder if it's because we mentioned them. Uh, I think it is, yeah. I think I followed them, and they followed me back. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, if, if one of you guys, you can put a real curse in there. I would just make up something cursy-sounding. Right. cursy-sounding. Uh, and so they open it up. Maybe you have some sort of flash paper that makes a puff of smoke or something as you open it as well. And uh, there's this curse, and then the ants come out, and we'll just circle whatever this place is <laughs> and walk in a circle until they die. Uh-huh. It'll freak people out. Uh-huh. So uh, great. If you want even more money, if you want the, the, the top option, you have a, a, a high price service where you hand deliver this box. Uh-huh. And you are wearing occult robes. <laughs> and once you do this, say you uh-huh. say perhaps you deliver it to Trump Plaza. Yeah. Uh, they open it up. You put your hands up, and you start chanting. Uh-huh. And you sit there in your occult robes, chanting until all the ants die, and then you leave. And it would freak people out, and you will get paid. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right, so it's basically like... Uh... Some kind of weird ant messaging service. Yeah, or and you're making money off selling the butterflies, selling the crickets. Uh, yeah, I understand. Selling the cockroaches. But but the big idea is that's is, where the money is. Right. It's yeah. like stripogram. It's yeah. occult antigram. Yes. Occult. Exactly it's really it more about the occult, but using the ants as as this crazy as, as an- that's the kicker. Yeah. Of it. That's what's really going to make people mill. right. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and the bigger the building that they need to surround and go in a circle, right, right. the more ants they got to buy, the more that costs. Okay. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Extra money for the, uh, yeah. for the live presentation. Okay. So that's your gold. Oh, yeah. That's gold. <laughs> that's gold. Dude, come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, if that that's go, I, I I like that you have a a, a low sense of value. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So here we go. I uh, started uh, doing some research on uh, the use of insects in medicine. Okay. Right. And the the first thing that comes up when you talk about insects in medicine, the first thing that I found was fireflies. Yeah. Apparently. Harvesting fireflies is a bit of a, a business if you can do it because uh, scientists are using the, uh, uh, um, sorry, using what is called the, uh, man, no, 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 the luciferase, which is the molecule that makes them light up. It's yep. the glow molecule in their, in their little butts there. They use the luciferase. They're using the luciferase to use it as a tag for tumors. And basically, they're taking that luciferase. They're uh, modifying it with a mutant gene that can turn it on and off, essentially. Then putting that in the body, and when it meets up with a tumor, it lights up. It can read the difference in the proteins. Yeah. Right? It lights up that 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 mutant gene that can flick on and off can read the, the 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 proteins in the tumor and light up, giving you basically a direct shot to where that tumor is. Right, so it like it precludes having to do thousands of tests. Right, it because of how it lights up and it will enrobe the whole tumor. You'll know exactly the size of it, how much mass it is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, it will also be a guide for getting to the tumor once the surgery starts. Right. But the problem is uh, they need, you know, it. you got to collect a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Right. But no one is farming fireflies. Uh-huh. There are no firefly farms. Fireflies, apparently, it's a little difficult. They don't know as much about them as you would think they do. So scientists actually go out and catch fireflies at night. Right. And so I did some research on fire, fi- fireflies. I was like, why are there no firefly farms, right? And what I discovered is apparently fire... Uh, well, th- no one has been able to replicate or has even tried to replicate the areas that they uh, come from. Okay. Right? Apparently fireflies, they don't... You know, they stay in an area. Yeah. And that's where they are. And they stay within that area for the couple of weeks that they're alive, they live and die where they are born, right? They don't fly off into other sections. They don't, they keep within a certain radius. They don't travel necessarily very well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you would basically, I assume, have to replicate the environment that they thrive in, mm-hmm. right? And that environment is high humidity, high heat, okay, right? Standing water. Those are the three things they know for sure fireflies uh need right to to thrive yeah so you can that's easy to replicate right there are as you know there are in 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 zoos people have set up uh uh 
temperature and humidity controlled areas for oh, sure. various animals. Yeah. You can set that up with carcasses and the whole thing for them to feed on. They're not sure what they eat either. They think it may even be possible that they don't eat at all. Uh, and just because they're only alive for a couple of weeks and then they just die. Uh-huh. And you can start farming fireflies. Fireflies, you get uh, $12 an ounce. Okay. Uh, which is roughly like 600 fireflies. Okay. So that's the first thing. So you set up a firefly farm, uh-huh. right? You set up an, a warehouse space in the middle of nowhere, right? Where you can get cheap land, uh, temperature controlled. Humidity controlled, standing water, uh, and it has to follow the cycles of the day. Yeah. Light to dark, light to dark. Um, you know, it's a process. You can figure out what, what it is that you need to feed them, right? But this is going to become very important because one of the other things they're realizing is in many communities around the country, firefly populations are crashing uh-huh. because of development and light pollution. Okay. Okay? The fireflies use their lights to attract mates. Um, They blink, the mates see their blink, and then they come to them, and then they mate. If they can't see the blink because of light pollution, it's too bright, fireflies aren't mating. Yeah, yeah. Also, the areas that they live in, which is tends to be open fields on the edge of uh, water... Uh Uh-huh are where everything is being developed, right? Housing tracks, malls, the whole nine yards. And so their environments are being destroyed. They actually don't live in trees or anything like that. They live in grass. Uh So any place where people are mowing the lawn a lot, they're just destroying fireflies. So this is going to become very important for a lot of reasons, right? Well, for several reasons, because they may eventually end up being extinct, and you may end up being the only person with live fireflies in the country. Yeah. So that's one thing. That's huge, right? And then when that happens... That's a lot more than $12. It's a lot more than $12 an ounce. When there are no regulations happening, there is, you know, which is going to be happening, all so, these environmental regulations, yeah. and the water starts getting polluted, and uh, they're chopping down everything to make room for the pipelines. Yep. You are going to be the guy that people come to for fireflies. Sure. So... Now, so that's one thing. I have a few things you can do with this firefly farm. It's okay. not just about that. Also learned that basically west of Kansas, there are no fireflies. Okay. They don't exist west of Kansas. There is half the country, essentially, that has never experienced the joy okay. of running through a field at night capturing fireflies. Yeah. It's well, great. It's great, right? Yeah. It's fun. As a kid, yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Why can't you send people fireflies, mail order, and they can create that experience for their children in their own backyard? It's kind of like my idea. Similar, but better (laughs) and nicer. So that's one. Two, um, there is a very kind of rare type of firefly called a synchronous firefly. Uh These fireflies, the males all light up simultaneously, yeah, creating carpets of light. Every four to eight seconds, they burst simultaneously. So it's not like, oh, there's one over there, there's one over there. They all burst at one time. Yeah. Um, there are four places in the contiguous United States where you can see this happen. 
and they all happen to be uh, state and national parks. Okay. And it's all on the East Coast. You have, it's Allegheny, Smoky Mountain, um, and a couple others I don't remember. But <clears throat> And they actually sell tickets. They sell tickets for about $22 to $25 there you go. a pop. You can set this up anywhere you want. You can set it up in someone's backyard. Yeah. A synchronous firefly birthday. The kids, I mean, come on. Yep. The kids don't know what's going on, and then suddenly the, the light's going down. You release the fireflies. The kids all look out, and suddenly they're, the, 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 the lawn is glowing. And then it goes away, and they're like, oh, my God, what happened? And then it glows again. And then you send them out there to capture the fireflies. Yeah. It's like a perfect summer eve in a bottle. Yeah. So uh, you cannot go wrong with this. And get in on it quick because you're going to be it. You're going to have the monopoly, and monopolies are going to be good. Yeah, soon. Any day. Any day now. Well, at least three months away. Yeah. Two. I'm sorry, month and yeah, month away. Um. So there you go. Yeah. Firefly Farms. I like it. I used to love fireflies when I was a kid. Yeah. Who yeah. didn't? Yeah, everybody. Um. So I, I I will say too that uh we avoided the big obvious one when we were doing insects, which is yeah. food. You can't even half type insects into Google before it mm-hmm. tells you a hundred ways to cook them and eat them and yeah. stuff and like people that. People farming them for food. Look, that's going to be the uh, the protein of the future. It is. But uh, I think big companies are already on that. The only thing I did think of that you could use to juice that money mm. a little bit mm, is juice. Uh, get other food producers to fund your <clears throat> bug food company. Uh-huh. And they will gladly do so because if bugs become popular food, then the uh, regulations on the amount of bugs that can be in their food will get more lax because it's just other food in your food. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, they, they use that one, The uh, I think it's, I can't remember what it's called, like the cochlea or something. It's red dye number 40. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, or it's called natural red dye. And it's in just about everything you eat Yeah, that's red. Um, Starbucks was using it. It, it. People found out that Starbucks was using it. They they basically take the shells and they grind them up and it makes a dye. And it's been used in uh, South and Central America for years to make a long-lasting clothing dye. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's perfectly ingestible, right? It's uh, It may have some stabilizers in it, but in and of itself, it's just fucking bug carcass ground yeah. up with water, right? Well, and Starbucks was using it for one of their strawberry drinks. And it's in most, most any processed red food that you have but when people found out that starbucks had this dye that was made out of bug carcass people freaked out yeah and uh starbucks had to stop using it so then they put in chemical dyes okay so that's it's better for you apparently <laughs> yeah apparently because people are so crazy you about guys bugs. Embrace, embrace yeah. the bugs yep uh and you know what else you can embrace what no us and you can do that through our newest segment <clears throat> mm-hmm. josh and all sell out in which we explore ways every week in which Josh and I are actively pursuing selling out to big corporate America yep. and getting the just re- rewards we justly re- deserve. deserve. And you can just take all our integrity for it. <laughs> as, uh, as if we had much to begin as with. As if we had much, yeah. So, okay. uh, that, that's, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. All right. Uh, so... Uh, and there's still the old ways. Brand new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, Josh and Noel show page, and hit the sponsor button. 
and you can pledge an amount that will come out once a month for the rest of the season. This is the beginning of the season. Season runs six months? Uh, I think so. Uh, And uh, half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Ray Free Brooklyn. If you hate us, you can go to Patreon and pledge money to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money will go to Josh and I. All that money go to Radio Free Brooklyn. You can put a note saying, cancel them, they suck, they stink, I'm broke. So we know about those ways, but the real big money in selling out is advertising, sponsorship, right? So once again, we're starting small. We're aiming high. Uh, We're brought to you by our latest sponsor, our, Monty Lamonti. Our only sponsor. Our only sponsor. <laughs> uh, take it away. Hey, everybody. Look who's back again. Your good friend, Monty Lamonti. And this time I have an absolutely amazing tip for you, my new best friend. This tip is for people that eat food. If you're someone that is out there and your life is sustained by eating food, then this tip is for you. When you eat a hamburger, eat it over your french fries. Let me say that one more time. When you eat a hamburger, you should be eating it over your french fries. I can't tell you how many people I see that are eating their hamburgers not over their fries. These people are idiots and you should not be friends with them. You must eat your hamburger over your fries. Let everything drip onto the fries. That makes an amazing fry salad or fry nachos. Call it whatever you want, but you will definitely call it good or delicious. Anyway, this has been another great tip from your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And as always, if you heard this tip, you owe me two dollars you can get that to me any way you see fit by googling my name and information and getting the money to me thank you oh but make sure you get the money to me again thank you all right there you go eat your burger over your fries guys uh and you'll have a salad apparently <laughs> yeah, a, a french fry salad yeah i guess because it's a vegetable yeah it's a salad yeah because sure. you got goop dripping on it you know, I actually, uh, 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 I am a friend of Monty's, and I must say, <laughs> I have seen him eat many hamburgers over his steering wheel <laughs> as he drives down the street. <laughs> so he makes a steering wheel salad. Yeah, steering wheel salad, yeah. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. You know what else is delicious? What's delicious? No. Uh, that fact that every week we give you a topic this week it is insects and in that topic there's a million ways a swarm of ways for you to get rich we also hide another little topic somewhere in the show for you to make even more money so if you're out there right now putting envelopes in a i mean putting butterflies in an envelope if you're catching fireflies if you're harvesting their glow goo for tumor research, uh, take a listen to this. Come back later, listen to the rest of the show, make even more money, so please take it away. The Get Rich Quick 
Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Today we're going to talk about how the bare-chested, judo master, tiger-pacifying, untouchable leader of Russia has amassed control of huge capital when Kremlin officials say his salary is a mere $187,000 a year. In 2007, a secret CIA report seen by the New York Times said Putin's wealth stood at $40 billion. And that figure is said to be around 60 to 70 billion today. If Putin does control 40 billion in assets, he would be the world's current richest leader. If Vladimir has acquired this multi-billion pound fortune, he would have done it by controlling three of Russia's biggest energy companies. It's claimed that he indirectly controls a 37% stake in Circuit Nefty Gas, an oil exploration company with annual revenue of $20 billion. Putin indirectly controls half of Gunver, a Swiss-based oil trading company that has won a series of state contracts whose takings were $80 billion last year. Then there's the 4.5% stake in Gazprom, the state's energy plant. So there you go. I imagine that uh, once Trump's in power, that Vlad, Vladimir... It's weird. This guy said, said they could not... I listened to the whole uh, little piece that he did, and he could not pronounce Vladimir at all. Mm-hmm. He mispronounced it like 10 times in the overall piece. But I imagine the first thing he's going to do is entreat his new buddy Trump to uh, break off ties with Saudi Arabia and OPEC, stopping them from flooding the market with oil, which has affected him greatly yeah. uh, at $2 and anywhere from 30 to $0.80 cents a gallon from 4 something a gallon. Um, and uh, he'll get rich again. Yeah. And he'll probably throw Trump some of that money. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to impugn our president-elect, but... Uh, yeah, how, how are we getting rich off this t- tip? Well, we can... Uh, uh, I think it's more the idea of, you know, there are ways to get rich no matter what you do, even as okay. a public servant. Okay. Which Putin clearly is. <laughs> clearly, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, his salary is only $187,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does he make more money? Yeah, he's got he's he, got to get out there and hustle. Got to get out there and hustle. That's the lesson. Right. Get I out think, there. There you go. That's the work lesson. hard. Yep. And one day you can be an oligarch. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> got especially it. if you listen to the show. Yep. Uh, yep. We're all going to be able to buy the White House soon, mm-hmm. especially <clears throat> if you listen to my next tip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I'm sure anyone who's looked at a newspaper or turned on the TV in the past, like, couple years knows the scourge that is the Zika virus. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it is mosquito-borne. Yeah, I actually have a client who had the Zika virus. Really? Yeah. Okay, we're going to be talking to them after. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it is uh, mosquito-borne, and, and, you know, so is West Nile, which people thought was bad. Zika, man. You get Zika, especially if you're like a pregnant woman, you wish you had West Nile 100 times. Well, that's the worst thing about it is being pregnant. Yeah, otherwise, exactly. Otherwise, it's a, it's a it, little fever. Yeah. it's for it, Some people have more of a negative reaction to it, but it's 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 survivable. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and it lasts maybe three, four days. Yeah. And, and, and if we know anything about mosquitoes from West Nile, uh, is that try as you might, you just can't wipe these little critters out. Nope. They're everywhere. 
you know, you, you can do things to mitigate them a little bit, but they're they're everywhere, and they are coming for you. Uh, so I looked into various ways you can go about, you know, combating mosquitoes, keeping mosquitoes away from you, and uh, I came up with a mosquito protection package you can sell to pregnant women, and it's a tiered thing. Uh, like a multi-level marketing thing? Multi-level, yeah. Okay. So... There is uh, the cheap package, the bronze package, we'll call it, uh, and it is mosquitoes hate the smell of uh, rosemary and vanilla. So you can make a like, like a rosemary vanilla body oil. Uh huh. Which you, I'm sure you could just go to Bed Bath Beyond or Bath and Body Works and find that somewhere. We're gonna make it. <laughs> And you see, this is all marketed. And even if you can, they're not marketing it right. We're going to market it right. Uh huh. So, but it, rosemary and vanilla, you said? Rosemary and vanilla. That combination, like it has to no, be a both combination. Those things. Oh, both either those things. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so that's the cheap package. That's if you really don't uh-huh. care about uh, your pregnant spouse, your pregnant sister, uh-huh. anything like that, right? And, and, and let me tell you something. You know, uh, mosquitoes are attracted to humans, and they'll go to the more attractive human for them. Like physically attractive? Uh, no. It, it, it that would explain why Deb gets bit all the time. With, and I'm uh, alone. Mainly it has to do with the amount of CO2 okay. you're, you're breathing out, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And they love pregnant women more than anything. Uh-huh. So, you know... It's like a bad combo there for the Zika virus, huh? Yeah. So uh, we're going to go now. We're going to the silver package, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so uh, mosquitoes have a very hard time. They're not very good flyers. No. And they have a very hard time flying in uh, 1.5 mile per hour winds. And... In a 10-mile-per-hour wind, it's completely impossible for them uh-huh. to fly. So uh, in the in, in, in the silver package, you, uh-huh. you get the uh, rosemary vanilla body oil, uh-huh. and you also get a belt that uh-huh. is basically like kind of like a fanny pack all around you uh-huh. that is fans that are pointing down because they are mainly low. And but you, don't and they buzz by your ears? Shouldn't they be pointing down and up just to be 100%? You could do that, yeah, sure, if you want to charge more, sure. <laughs> uh, the things I read said mainly, though, you want to, uh, like if you're in a home uh-huh. and you want to keep mosquitoes away from you, uh-huh. you point fans at the ground. Okay. Uh, and it will, or even outside, you can bring a fan outside and point it down. But uh, it said that's really what you want to do because most of the mosquito activity is down. Okay. Um. So... That is your silver level. Okay. Gold level. All right. I'm ready for okay. gold. Uh, well, we got more than that. Too. <clears throat> oh, okay. We're going to platinum. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, so gold level, uh-huh. uh, uh, y- mosquitoes are mainly attracted to your you know, CO2 that you exhale. So I looked into uh, carbon dioxide scrubbers, things that will take out the carbon dioxide. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of things that are out there, mostly in industrial factories in the uh, space station. They have something that removes the CO2 uh-huh. uh, from the air to repurpose the air and make it oxygen again. Right. Uh, but there's a much easier way to do it. Uh, 
So there's something called activated carbon, which filters out CO2, and later you can take it and just blow clean air through it and use it again. You clean that filter just by bl- blowing clean air oh, through it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I looked into uh, how do you make activated carbon, and turns out you can make it from nutshells, from coconut husks, and from a whole bunch of other things like wood and things it. like that. But the you know coconut, you're saying I'm I'm making you a coconut CO2 filter, top dollar, right? Like yeah, that's people, true. People, people are gonna love be like coconut, coconut water, yeah, yeah. you know. Yep. So yeah, so what yeah what you do is you take this stuff and you. Basically, you heat it without letting it burn right. until it turns into, like, basically charcoal. And then you crush it up, and then you make a filter out of it, right? Um, and so, basically, what I would do with this is you would get the rosemary vanilla uh-huh. skin oil. Uh-huh. You would get the fan belt uh-huh. pointing down, a little, little more you want to point up to. Right. Uh, and I would make... Basically, reverse gas mask, right? So right. a gas mask, it filters air coming in and gives free flow of air going out. I would reverse that so you get free flow of air coming in and you're filtering the air going out and you're removing the CO2 from the air going out. Okay, so you're going to be walking around if you go with the gold package. Yeah. And uh, you're on vacation down in, say, Brazil. Yeah. Right? And it's a beautiful day and you want to go on the beach. Yep. You're going to be slathered. Yep. In uh, vanilla rosemary cream. Yep. Wearing a big fan fanny pack setup belt around your teeny weeny bikinied waist. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, you're going to have a gas mask on your face that is allowing you to inhale well and then sort of stifling the exhale so it'll fog up. And No, it doesn't have to go over your eyes. Okay, but it'll go over your mouth and your nose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay good. So you're on board. So, uh, so, so that is the gold package. What's the platinum package? I can't imagine. Well, at I this point. will tell you. Okay. Uh-huh. So as we already discussed, I, I looked into things that can attract mosquitoes to be a de- like you know to have them go there instead of to you. You uh-huh. know, uh, they're very attracted to pigs. Huh, had no idea. They are attracted to a lot of things, but as I said, unfortunately, the thing that they are most attracted to in the whole world are pregnant women. Uh, (laughs) But I also, the more I read about Zika, is that they think now that people who have had Zika are immune to Zika. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... What you need to do for the platinum package, uh-huh. you get the rosemary vanilla body oil. <laughs> you get the uh, fan e pack. I'm going to call it uh-huh. trademark yeah, name right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get the activated carbon CO2 filter uh-huh. mask and a blood transfusion. <laughs> no, you get uh, pregnant bodyguards. Pregnant women bodyguards who have women all had who have Zika, had Zika, and uh, they'll be immune. They'll be loving the money. Uh, and you know, if you look at where Zika's really hit in the world, uh-huh. cheap labor. Oh yeah, they'll do it for not a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, pregnant women are your Zika bodyguard. 
to round out the package for the platinum package, big do- money, top dollar. You'll be keeping yourself if you're a pregnant woman, or uh-huh. you know your your spouse, your sister, whatever pregnant woman is most special in your life. You'll be keeping them safe, that baby safe, and you'll be making money. You'll be giving us ten percent. It's fantastic. That is an idea. <laughs> That is definitely. I will. I'm helping the world. I will give you a hundred percent credit that that is an idea. I am helping the world. Josh. You are coming up with ideas, <laughs> and that is one of them. Oh, Congratulations that on that great. one. Great. So since we're talking about disease, yeah, diseased animal, diseased insects. Yep. I'm going to talk about ticks. Okay. Um, ticks. Yeah. They're full of disease. They sure are. Lyme in particular. Yep. You know there are arachnids. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Found that out. Okay. Learned something new. Something else I learned about new, there aren't many good ways to kill ticks, besides the obvious of sort of picking them off and killing them, burning them or something like that. Uh-huh. But in terms of killing ticks, exterminating them in mass quantities without them actually getting on your body, there's uh, very few ways. Uh-huh. In fact, there's only really one way right now. Well, there's two. There's the organic way where people uh, <clears throat> buy pheasants and put them on their property because okay. pheasants eat ticks. Yeah. And they get to go around and gorge on the ticks. But it's not getting rid of all the ticks. No. You know that ticks are, are going to get through that, and the pheasants are going to get full, but it keeps them under control. The other way is by using a, uh, a, a pest control agent called permethrin. Uh, it's a granule that people spread on lawns, and it is uh, well-known to... Kill ticks. It kills ticks dead. Yeah. The problem with permethrin is it is known to sicken cats and fish, and the Department of Defense is funding research right now into whether or not it played any role in Gulf War syndrome. Okay. Because permethrin was one of the chemicals that was uh, uh, released by uh, uh, when they were burning up all of the uh, oil fields okay. when they went through Gulf War initially. Um, so what does one do? Well, I thought to myself, the real issue with permethrin, right, is that it's being spread willy-nilly, mm-hmm. right? Something else, sorry, uh, something else I read about ticks. So the thing about ticks is ticks are not passive hunters. They don't wait for you to walk by and just sort of latch on to you. They're actually uh, hunters. They search you out, right. you or your dog or whatever out. They can. They are also attracted to carbon dioxide uh, from mammals, and they can smell the exhaled carbon dioxide of a mammal five minutes after the mammal has passed by. Wow. And they can also sense minute changes in temperature caused by the motion of a potential host. Okay. And then when they, they do that, they actually will hop along till they catch up to you and latch on to you. So I thought to myself... We did a bit, and I think it was in pets, the idea that of a robot pet that you could then put a skin over, yep. and it can get one of those, spread the permethrin, right, per- permethrin all over it, right, just put a tank in it that emits carbon dioxide, sure, and let it run through a field, uh-huh. right? The ticks will jump on it, be on it for a minute. It's going to take them a little while to realize that the thing they're on is not alive and jump off, but by that time they've gotten the permethrin on them yeah. and they've died. Yeah. 
Um, so you could make a freaking fortune yeah. off of that. Get just like a host of robot dogs. Yeah. You know, low to the ground. I like it. Running through scrub brush, running through this, and there it is. Uh, uh, tick killing robot dog. Yeah, I think I've also found another market for my CO2 masks. Oh, okay, yeah. It will prevent one of the things that will prevent ticks from, uh, from uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be fur on the animals. Apparently, uh, ticks are very attracted to uh, uh, very soft denim. Oh, really? That's like a thing. They like the texture of it. Who doesn't? I think that's one of the reasons they jump on people because they wear jeans and things of that nature. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, ticks. Yeah. I got another quick one. Okay, if, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get so it out there. So real quick, another farming one. So we, you know, we talked about farming for food, but I was talking about farming for medicine. This goes on that. Uh, and particularly now that our uh, any of our trade agreements, the TPP is going to be gone. Yeah. Right? Uh any relationship we have with China is going to be shot. Yeah, NAFTA. NAFTA. Um, <clears throat> well, traditional Chinese medicine calls for cockroach in a lot of their medica- medicines. Perfect. There are cockroach farms <clears throat> all over China Yeah. where uh, people are getting $18 a kilo for cockroaches. Oh, wow. And in uh, a year, an average cockroach farmer will sell uh, 40 million cockroaches. Wow. Uh, which adds up to a lot of money. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all you need to start a cockroach farm is a place to grow them that is pretty well sealed so they don't get out because they will all leave if they get out. Um, uh, temperature control, which is just a heater. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to clean the area. You don't need to do anything. Oh. Maybe set up shelves that they can like sort of burrow in and live up and then ground up vegetables that you feed them every day. Okay. Um, cockroaches give birth once. 15 to up to 15 in the litter the what do they call them the uh the nymphs which are the eggs once they've been they've they've been produced they can be raised separately so the cockroaches give birth you suck them up you boil them you dry them and you grind them up and you send them off uh-huh. we're not going to be able to get any traditional chinese medicine sent over here from 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 china soon. no we're gonna have to make it here we're gonna have to be making it here us <laughs> U.S., you know, and $18 a kilo is what they get in China. Imagine what you can get here. Top dollar. So starting your own cockroach farms in New York. And you don't have to, it's not like you need to buy anything to start it. Yeah. You just have to live somewhere where there are cockroaches. Yeah, like your old apartment. Yep, exactly. (laughs) So there it is. There's a couple. I mean, you know, it's endless what you can do with those slimy little things. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was doing research, there was a few things I found that were like totally fascinating that I didn't quite weren't weren't able to use but uh ants farm uh fungus and then they also farm arach uh no what was it it was some sort of bug Uh and uh they the bug eats sap and then they'll take the bug and they'll even like take it in somewhere safe at night and then take it back out to like another plant to eat and they tickle its belly Mm -hmm. and drink honeydew out of its butthole. That's some weird form of slavery. Yeah, and they'll like sometimes even cut the wings off uh-huh, it, but right. they'll keep so, it safe, yeah. and they'll just take it from plant to plant and then drink its sweet nectar butthole juice. Yeah, humans and ants are not that different. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you want to, uh, reach out to us and find out if we are different. That's right. Uh, or if you want to sweet our uh, drink our sweet nectary butt juice. Yeah. Either way, just tickle our belly. Uh-huh. Uh, you can 
Tweet us at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You can tell your friends. If you only listen to us on podcasts, you can go and listen to us 8 o'clock Saturday nights on Radio Free Brooklyn. Check out what else they got. This is a brand new season. There's a lot of fantastic stuff. A lot of new shows. A lot of new shows, man. This <clears throat> station is growing yeah. pretty geometrically. Soon, pretty soon, I think by next, I wouldn't imagine by next season there are going to be no uh, repeat shows. Yeah, probably soon. Like yeah. every every slot's going to be full. Yeah, it sure is. Very exciting. Uh, so, you know what else is exciting? What, No. It's, uh, we got all this money. We got tons of money. We got money bugging out of our pockets. Uh, it's under the sink. It's going down the drains. What are we going to do with that money? It's going to make you crazy if you don't spend it somehow. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. Spend that money! <laughs> sure, fruit is awesome. Packed with all sorts of vitamins, antioxidants, and, of course, lip-smacking flavor. Depending upon season and type, it's also pretty reasonably priced. Well, most of it is anyway. There are a few out there that could put a dent in even particularly lush grocery budgets. Yubari King Melon. A serious amount of effort goes into making sure that these cantaloupes are perfect. Each vine is trimmed to limit its yield to one. Once sprouted, each melon is given a little hat to protect it from the sun. When picked, the stems are trimmed to a tidy T-shape. One ideal specimen pair fetched around $23,000 at auction. Yeah, the Japanese love spending a lot of money on fruits. They really search to perfect fruits and then sell them for high high amounts of of money yeah it's kind of crazy um but yeah you know spend spend twenty three thousand dollars on a couple of cantaloupes yeah. baby come on don't be cheap you got that money they have little hats yeah you've already given us ten percent what are you gonna do with the rest of it <laughs> That's right. you gotta spend it uh right. so you know we know our ideas are fantastic how do you know that they're worth quitting your job taking out loans selling your kids stuff Spending their college tuition fund, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules are five simple steps to becoming rich overnight from organics.org. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Uh, number one, appreciate your very existence. Yeah, of course, because nothing makes you appreciate your existence, like... Butterflies being let loose. Like, That's right. Like fireflies in That's the backyard. Right. Yeah. It lets you realize that you're a part of the uh, grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, number two, change your perspective. That's right. Change your perspective. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be just butterflies you're delivering. Sometimes it could be army ants that walk around a giant evil building <laughs> while you raise your hands and chant until they die of exhaustion. That's right. And that's all we have time for, Noel. So we're two for two, which means, of course, uh, you're going to get rich off of our ideas with insects. That's right. So once again, for Josh... And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. 